Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vielva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Oh my god, is it cold? Ooh! Ooh, it's cold in Minneapolis today. I'm like sitting um, inside of my work. I have to walk home soon. And I decided I might as well step in and give you a little bit of what's going on. So, um, in regards to my sobriety, I've learned a lot so far. One thing that I've also learned is that sobriety happens in a bunch of different levels. Some people, you know, they are at a level of um, addiction, active addiction, where every day you wake up, and you find yourself going and buying the substance. And other days you wake up and you're like, you know what, I'm good. And it's so interesting because I'm, I'm going to talk about alcoholism. So if anybody is triggered by this or like the um, listening about like, you know, past stories and stuff like that, please... Um, feel free to listen to my other podcasts um, that are not in regards to drinking or sobriety. My first two seasons don't have anything in regards to drinking um, and sobriety, actually. Anyway, moving on. So, it's so, like integrated in our culture at least in my culture when I was growing up I grew up in the United States um, my father is from Cuernavaca, Mexico and my mom she's from the States and her grandparents she's from Scandinavia so she's Scandinavian on her side of the family but she's United States from the United States like me and anyway so, growing up, my parents didn't drink at all. They did not drink at all. Uh, mainly because of their own choice. My father lost his own father from alcoholism. And that's a pretty good reason enough to not drink. <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I laugh at awkward moments when... <laughs> Instead of crying, I laugh, if that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I guess the alcoholism is runs in my family. Anyway, so my parents never drank around me. It was only until I got um, around other people, kind of started traveling, and... It really started when I was about 10 years old. I went to Cancun and I saw a lot of people drinking and having fun. And in my brain, this is what I told myself. I was like, someday I'm going to be that person. Someday I'm going to be a, the person that doesn't care. Traveling the world, drinking, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And honestly, drinking has nothing to do with the lifestyle that <laughs> I can pursue. But at a young age, I thought that's what rich people did thought that's what articulate people did. I thought that's what people who had money did. And I felt 
like it was something that I wanted. I wanted to be prestigious. I want to be educated. I wanted to be at the, you know, fun bars where other people of the same intelligence or even more intelligent than I was. I liked the divey bars, you know, with the expensive ass drinks, because I like to talk to those kind of people. I like to talk to pilots. I like to talk to doctors. I like to talk to people that are more successful than me. Just because I, I don't know, that's just what I like, <laughs> what I liked. And I feel like this notion really stuck with me throughout my whole young adult life. I felt that it was, you know, it it made me who I was. Like I was this, you know, carefree traveler that traveled the world. And I'm not saying I can't do that anymore. I did mention in my past podcast, however, in a past podcast, however, that I did think that, you know, my adventures traveling the world and going to far off distant places, they might be coming to an end just because I want to settle down and make a family of my own before I get too old. But still a traveler at heart and even (laughs) through sobriety, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned that alcohol for me is a way to escape boredom, to escape uneasiness. And it's such an interesting dynamic to go through the phases of sobriety. You go through phases where one day you're like on top of the world. Your body feels great. You're just mentally prepared. And you're almost like on a high. You're like, no one can touch me. I'm invincible. And then there comes the days where you wake up and you're like, why? Why the fuck am I doing this? For who? For what? And I know people will judge me in whatever I decide to do. But I've made up my mind what I'm going to do with my life. And I really do appreciate rehab. Because it has taught me a lot of things about myself. And also really has taught me that I am capable of doing many things if I put my mind to it. People are capable of a lot more than they are willing to admit. And do I honestly think that I might have a drink in the future? I'm going to be honest. When I... I'm getting married. When I go to Hawaii, when I'm 30, when I am 85 years old and I celebrate my 85th birthday, I am probably most likely going to have an alcoholic beverage. Why? Because I. Why not? And I I realized this mentality about myself. This mentality that has been going on and off. It one time one minute it'll be like, you know what, who cares? 
I'm just going to live my life. But there's a difference between living a nice life and also, like, a controlled life. Certain things you do have to control. Like, for example, like, I would love to lay in bed all day, eat ice cream, and watch Netflix. Should I do that? Maybe once. But it should not be a daily thing, right? You know, you gotta get up and work. You gotta, you know, maybe take care of your children. Take care of people. Cook food. Take care of yourself. Take a shower. No one can do that. And it's the same with sobriety. Yeah, sure. Some people are sober. And they're sober of everything. Some people are sober and they don't do even eat or even have things that even slightly contain alcohol. They don't take any other drugs. They don't smoke tobacco. You know, they they don't even have caffeine. Some people are amazing. And that's awesome if you can do that. Can I do that? No. Am I going to be sober from one particular substance? Yes, I can do that. In my life, where I am right now, I can get rid of hard liquors. And I know people are going to think, like, oh, you know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Well, no fucking shit. No duh. Like, that's the that's the fucking reason why rehab is there in the first place. And I'm learning this about myself. I'm learning about the brain and how it can easily get addicted. But the substance is not what I chase. Alcohol is not the problem. Some Alcohol is the problem for some people. And for me, if I have vodka particularly, it's a problem. But there's a deeper problem. The problem itself is reaching for the substance. Chasing this substance. For what? And I've realized this. I realized when I had my last relapse, I had two beers with a friend. Did I get drunk? No. Did I get in trouble? No. Did I participate in risky behaviors like I have? No. Am I still an alcoholic? Yes. But my life does not have to be perfect. And it doesn't have to align with anyone else. And do I know that I have to be mindful? Do I know I have to be careful? Absolutely. If you have diabetes, does that mean you can never have cake? No. I've seen people that have diabetes and they drink pop, drink Diet Coke or something. They do something. They work out. They take insulin. They take medications. They make sure that they're eating right. So that when or if they need a candy, it benefits them or it helps them. And I think what I'm trying to get at here is sobriety is a spectrum. Some substance, some substance, sub, oh my god, sorry, some substances 
have to be taken more seriously than others. And I'm not undermining. I know people are going to get mad and be like, oh, you're saying that if you're an alcoholic, you can still drink, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying you do what is best for you. If you think that you are going to have a good life and you go to meetings and you restrict how much you drink and only drink socially and only hang out, only do it on special ass occasions, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I know a lot of people will think like, oh, you know, you really don't have a problem then if you can willingly do this. Well, it's like anything else. Sometimes you wake up and you feel like a bitch. Like you feel like you have an attitude. Does that mean you're going to walk down the street and cuss everyone out? No, you're going to have self-control. You have to be aware of yourself. Does that mean that you would like to do that? Absolutely. And me, when I hung out with my friend, I had two beers. And I knew, because I know that hard liquors trigger me to drink more and more and more. So I avoid them. And that's just me. I'm not saying it's for everyone else. But anyway, this is like long tangent. And this is just how I feel now. I still have many, many months to go before rehab is over. This might just be a phase. You never know. I think I'm at my 17th meeting. I'm done with my first two months, I think. A month and a half. I'm still fresh in this game. I'm still fresh in this journey. And my brain likes to play with me sometimes. But I know he's a trickster. Because I've been learning his ways. Am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. Will I ever be? No. And will I make mistakes? Yes. But the best thing that I can do is hold my head high, just like everyone else. And you know, it's been very interesting for me because in in my journey through sobriety, I learned that It's really up to you for many things, you know, and I have to admit, sometimes I would, like, go about my day and think, oh man, you know, I really worry about what this person thinks of me, or I really worry about what my boss is going to think. Certain things are important, but in reality, not everyone's opinion is important, you know, not everyone that looks at you is going to, you know, be in your favor. Some people might wish bad on you and some people might wish good. And I think the whole truth about it is we're trying to find more good in the life, in this life, than bad. And I know that when I take care of myself and I prioritize health, this is what really benefits me in my life. I wake up and I prioritize working out. 
I prioritize eating good. I prioritize drinking lots of water. If these are a priority, it's a lot easier. And a lot of those addictions and those like those things that I feel are so are so triggering. They're less triggering when I take care of myself. You know, you don't crave going to a bar by yourself and binge drinking when you take care of yourself and you're mentally well. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say that this is 100% correct. But through my experience, when I feel nurtured, when I feel taken care of, a lot of those actions don't come up. I don't have these triggers to do this stuff. I don't have the desire to do that. And it's amazing. Today I actually... I actually went swimming for an hour and a half today. And I just meditated over and over again. Every lap was meditation. It was quiet. It was wonderful. It was nice. And I really needed it. I really, I really needed that to like stay focused. I really needed it to remind myself that, you know, I'm able. I'm fit. I can do this. I just absolutely love swimming. I don't know what everyone else's vice is, but swimming has definitely been my vice. I absolutely love it, and I feel so capable. I think it's because when I was younger, I would go on do swim meets and stuff, and I was the most focused when I was swimming. I was I just felt the best about myself. I I was a pretty good swimmer too in high school and I always competed really well. I always got really high scores. I would get first place, second place, very rarely third place. Like it was something that I felt really strongly passionate about. And so even though now I'm <laughs> I'm a rusty one. <laughs> I haven't swam in a long time. But all those really good memories kind of flood my brain when I swim. I just remember like just being very excited just very happy, just very light. And everyone needs that kind of feeling in their life, honestly, you know? When life is getting hard, you just need to do something that really just sparks your interest. Something like healthy, you know? Healthy that will allow you to kind of refocus. And I never thought that I would really, like, fall into this <laughs> trap of um I should maybe I shouldn't say trap but this like ideal of like oh you know it's good to be at one with yourself you know how like when people always like see those videos they're like oh you have to take a deep breath and be at one with yourself you know really cheesy kind of like oh that's really cheesy like <laughs> self um awareness but it's true though. It's honestly very true. And being present. Being present present in the at the moment in the moment also really helps me like avoid like dangerous behaviors. Um 
Dangerous behaviors meaning saying fuck it and going to the store and buying a bottle of vodka. That is when I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Life is hard. And it's crazy because I fell into that pattern and life was not hard. I willingly made my life harder. I did. <laughs> I, I would go to the liquor store for no damn reason and drink until I couldn't drink anymore. A big ass bottle of vodka and drink and drink and drink until I could not drink anymore. Why did I do this? Because I was addicted to stress. All my life, I have been abused. Well, not all my life. But I have been abused all my adolescent life. So my young adult life. From the age, the youngest that I can be I remember, till about 17. 16, 17. And I, I realized this. I was like, I'm just constantly and when I would drink I would go back to these moments where I would feel vulnerable why because I missed my family I missed having a parents and having a mom and a dad and maybe a few cousins I I wanted that so badly in my life and I was attracting it in the wrong way I would dwell on the memories when my friends would say, oh, you know, you drink too much or, you know, you should slow down. They were taking care of me, but I was taking it to heart. I was taking it like they were attacking me. I was misinterpreting the information. They care for me. That's why they supported me when I went to rehab, because they wanted me to get better. They wanted me to be at one with myself. And all these people give me so much patience. And I couldn't even be patient with myself. I would wake up. And I would drown in the bottle. Because I felt that no one cared. And in all honesty, people did care. But what mattered most is I had to care. And I think that this is the main reason why... I fell into a drinking frenzy. Whether it's an addiction or not, I'm not sure. And I'm figuring that out. And I still have some time in rehab to figure it out. I know that a lot of us abuse alcohol. I know it's very common in our culture. It's very common in the queer scenes in our culture. Being bisexual, I got along with a lot of people. What also helped was drinking. Am I saying that I'm going to go back and like, you know, and is this going to be my main way of mingling with people? No. But am I going to be mindful of why I'm drinking? My sister used to always tell me this. Never have a drink in a bad mood. Never get have a drink in a bad mood. And that is the best advice I've ever gotten. Because it is true. And my sister has never drank by herself. And I, I would advise people, if you're worried about drinking in general, or that you will fall into an addictive habit because of your past or because of um, 
trauma or something that you can't release, I would advise the same thing. Do not drink by yourself. Do not drink when you're sad. When something is painful. Because this is where alcohol can be used as something that can be comforting. And the thing is, you don't really want to comfort yourself with a substance. You want to comfort yourself with your friends. You want to comfort yourself, you know, with exercise, with love, with food, with music, with life. Alcohol, you know, if it gives you a little buzz and you have a little glass of wine, awesome. I'm not going to speak badly of you. But that also means that you have to do something else in your life to feel happiness. And it can't be a substance. Because a substance will never make you happy. Never. And there's got to be more sober moments in life than unsober moments. And you know, alcohol is never... Well, it's always been prominent in my life. Um, because we're all from the United States and probably most of us have gone to college, we all understand that culture of studying really hard, um, staying out late with your friends, just chugging beers, acting stupid. Why is this a thing? Why is this a thing, y'all? Really, why isn't it? Why can't we just have wine with our dinner, you know, sit down with our friends, enjoy and conversate after two glasses of wine, and then go and dance or something? Like, why? Why is it so prominent, you know? Why is it so important for us to just fuck our asses up? Why? This is what I've noticed. And, like, I realize this also with myself is now that I've been prioritizing sober living. Or sober-like living. Is... It's just so bizarre. Like, even when I look back at the things that I've done, I'm like, why did I do these? Because I was rebellious? Because I was young? There's a lot of ways to rebel. Other than taking a shot. And doing, going out and doing what you're not supposed to do. Do I regret doing those things? Absolutely the fuck not. It was fucking phenomenal and I had a blast. Am I still gonna go out and dance? Absolutely. Am I gonna go and get a fucking shit-faced? No. I'm gonna have one drink. One or two drinks. Not elk, not hard liquors, because the hard liquors definitely fucked my ass up. I'm gonna avoid those. But wine and beer is fine. One or two wine beers are fine. If that works for you. And this is me. This is my goal in life. I want to be that person that just has wine and beer for with a meal. Maybe one or two by the campfire. People are probably laughing at me right now. They're like, this girl, such a hypocrite. But no, this is just how I feel at this moment. Is my ideas going to probably change? Later? Sure, they probably will. They'll probably change later on in my life. Maybe after I'm done with rehab, I'll be like, you know, that was just a phase. I understand now. And that, you know, I'm going to do this with my life. 
you know. There's a long way to go in rehab. And I know that I'm just starting. So, wherever life brings me, I'm ready for the goddamn ride. I've been ready my whole life. I'm, I've been about adventure and trying and being more successful. That is just who I am and everything that I do. Am I nervous? Absolutely I'm fucking nervous because I have no the fucking idea what the fuck I, to expect. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. But that doesn't mean I'm not willing to try new things. And if that means I have to retreat back to other things, maybe some things just didn't work out for me. As long as my life is going well. I feel like I went kind of on a tangent, guys. I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) Um, I feel like I haven't done a podcast in such a long time. And I really appreciate everyone that's been listening. I just, um, I'm going to be doing rehab tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to my counselor, talking about what I think. Um, she'll probably obviously tell me, (laughs) girl, you're crazy, but it's okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I just really wish that more people would just go to rehab and kind of like discover things. Like, even if you don't have an addiction, like just going to a therapist in general. I don't know how people go about their lives without like getting things off their chest. Because me, I was a kind of person... And I never, ever wanted to talk to a therapist. I never wanted to be on medication. I was just always so against everything like that. Am I, like, you know... I still have my opinions about it. You know, I about modern medicines and stuff like that. But, you know, some things work for other people. It's just been very, very interesting so far. And I really appreciate everyone that's been listening to my journey. And the next podcast that I will probably do in next week, um, I will make sure to let everyone know how my, how my mentality is doing and what I think about what I had just said currently. So stay tuned. And for anyone that has you know, been struggling, or if anybody that has um, any opinions about what I said, or just questions, or just somebody to talk to, um, feel free to message me on Twitter, via.alva, and I would be more than happy to talk to you about this, Um, or just, yeah, just shoot me a message. And safest, safest, safest of travels.